Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 20th of June and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you're listening on a podcast wherever you are in this world you can always head on over to themarcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimer in that website and also all the other goodies that we have of course on the website there and if you're not yet a member you can always sign up for a free trial of the newsletter all right well we had uh, a little bit of um, I guess somewhat stability creeping into the US but not really going to help us I would imagine too much today unfortunately we had the Dow Jones down 38 points 0.13 percent It had a low of 274 points down and a high of 240 points up. So in the middle for diddle pretty much at the end of the day. And the Nasdaq was actually up 1.4%, 152 points to 10,798. The S&P also slightly positive, up 0.22%, up 8 points, 36.75. So a little bit of stability. The VIX index though was down 5.5%, as you would expect, given us few signs of optimism emerging in the US markets. 31.13 hours. SPY futures showing a negative 19 points, so minus 19 to kick us off for the week. But of course, that was Saturday morning, and uh, it hasn't traded since. So it'll be interesting to see how the weekend has uh, affected the uh, mood in Australia. But apart from that, in uh, overseas markets, the big news, I guess, was that the uh, Brent crude price slumped nearly, well, 5.2%. WTI was down 6.86%. Something I talked about all last week is the possibility that at some stage the oil price would collapse uh, because of the fears on global growth. And here it's happening. So the reason that we have inflation so high at the moment is that the oil price is quite elevated to say the least. So oil prices coming off, good for inflation, that's for sure. And we did see um, Janet Yellen last night on Sunday on the ABC suggesting that uh, inflation was going to be a key feature of 2022 and would remain at elevated levels. But she did see it moderating slightly uh, as the year goes on. So I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, but certainly uh, a few signs there that uh, maybe things are starting to come off the boil a little bit in terms of that inflationary read that we're seeing out of the US and elsewhere, that's for sure. Some of the big headlines coming out overseas over the weekend. Uh, The US dollar is the highest price now uh, since December 2002, 2002. So that was uh, certainly a feature at the moment. We also saw on Friday a little bit of extra spice, a little bit of extra volatility into the markets due to the uh, quadruple um, expiry of uh, monthly and quarterly options contracts, adding to volumes and volatility there. So that's certainly something to, uh, to bear in mind. It wasn't actually a normal day on Friday, especially as the US markets are closed Monday for June 
um, day, so uh, June 8th day. So that um, that is going to uh, at least give us some clear air for today. We won't see those uh, those big U.S. futures moves. I wouldn't have thought, as the U.S. markets are closed. Over in Europe, in terms of the markets, there stock 600 pretty much unchanged. The FTSE was down 0.4. Germany was up 0.7. France ahead of their elections, which looks like Macron is going to be dealing with a hung parliament, uh, was pretty much unchanged as well. So that was interesting. The other big news over the weekend is that Bitcoin plunged uh, around 15% over the weekend to around 18,000. It's back up to around 20,000, but only just hanging on to that level. So that's certainly something to bear in mind. Other headlines coming out. Uh, Putin asserts strong sovereign Russia in the face of sanctions blitzkrieg. We did see U.S. factory productivity unexpectedly falling as well. And the Bank of America has lowered global growth forecasts, saying the U.S. economy has a 40% chance of being in recession next year, with the U.S. GDP to slow to almost zero by the second half next year with risk to the downside from war and China lockdowns. So that's no good. We did see the US bond yields rising a touch to 3.498% on Friday. Um, It was down to uh, 3.2313 on Friday from uh, 3.498%. So um, that's, um, that's a little bit of easing there. Our own bond yields uh, hitting up uh, 4.19% at the moment. Uh, we do have, in terms of uh, major stories, also the greenback being nearest strongest against most major currencies since 2002. And after entering a bear market, there's lots of statistics about the bear market, of course, at the moment. The index typically fell for an additional one to two months before reaching a trough. Of course, the big risk now is that we get to see uh, U.S. reporting season coming through in July and our own reporting season in August. And we do see those downgrades come through for earnings. So uh, that is the risk. The median peak to trough decline during these bear markets equaled uh, around 34 percent. So a little way to go if you believe that about the U.S. markets. Uh, And uh, we're looking for the uh, Norwegian Central Bank this week to deliver a 50 basis point hike, despite previously signalling for a 25 basis point increase, as inflation is showing no signs of coming down. So that would be the next big central bank cab off the rank in terms of rate rises. Here today, gone tomorrow, what to expect? Um, In terms of hum, it has emerged that uh, Duncan Savile, and Thorn Group has been buying shares uh, in the company Hum. Uh, it may emerge with a key stake. Hum, of course, has been under some serious pressure after Latitude Financial walked away from that uh, purchase of its consumer finance business. There were some suggestions that it would have to up its bid to gain board approval, something that it didn't do. As far as the diary goes this week, not much today on the uh, the ticket. Uh, we do have that U.S. bank holiday, but tomorrow is going to be a busy day in our markets. We've got RBA minutes. We've also got Governor Philip Lowe speaking, and if you're in New South Wales, the big one, the New South Wales state budget, where we get to find out, I guess, why it costs $25 million to put a flagpole on the Harbour Bridge and run a flag up it. Wednesday in the UK, we've got CPI, and in the US, we have Federal Reserve testimony from Jerome Powell as well this week on Wednesday and Thursday. So last week was the FOMC. 
This week we get Powell chatting, and last night we did get Janet Yellen chatting. So uh, a, a brace of PMIs as well, that's uh, Purchasing Manufacturing Indexes uh, from EU, US and UK on Thursday. And Friday we've got the RBA Governor on a panel, so that's going to make interesting again. In other news today, uh, Metcash and Coles look like they're pulling out of the bidding to acquire a company called, uh, what was it, uh, it's called Superior Food Services. They're pulling out of the bidding for that. Uh, not going to be acquiring that from uh, Quadrant Private Equity. And Aluka shareholders, lots out today for Aluka in terms of their opportunity to vote on the demerger, which will take place on the 22nd of July. Eligible shareholders will be entitled to receive one share in Sierra Rutile for every Aluka share held at the demerger record date. And Aluka directors have unanimously recommended that shareholders vote in favour of that deal going ahead. So in terms of our market today, we do have that slight negative lead-in for our market, but the big news will be in commodities, I guess, today. We had copper down 1.5%, nickel up 1.5%, aluminium down 0.4%, zinc down 2%, lead down 2.5%, tin down 2.2%, but all that pales into insignificance when you see the iron ore price on Friday closed down 5.9%. $7.66 to $122.64. So that certainly is going to put a dent in BHP. The coal price was slightly better as well. But wheat, interestingly, came off 4% as well. So again, that bodes well for inflation. In terms of the mining shares, uh, giving you some idea of what our commodity stocks will do in our market, BHP down 4.1% in ADR terms. Rio down 5.1% in ADR terms. Freeport McMoran overseas was down 3%, Alcoa down 0.8%, Tech was down 10.5%, that is a big move, Anglo-American down nearly 3%, Glencore down 0.6%, Vale 3.8%, and Arbomile surprisingly had a good day up, 4.9% there. US tech stocks as well on the back of that S&P move higher and the Nasdaq move higher with Apple up one15 and Microsoft up 1.1%, Amazon up 2.5%, the best of the bunch. US banks slightly easier with Goldman's down 1.8%, the worst of them. Block up 1.7%. So it's going to be a muddled day today, especially with the US on holidays tonight. We will see probably US futures, though, trade in our time zone, but they will probably follow Asia rather than have too much direction of their own. So I would expect to see a cautious day ahead and maybe the drift off to continue, especially if we see BHP under threat, uh, that down 4% for the ADRs, uh, very much in evidence. Well, that's it from me today. Question of the day, though, before we go, is what is your number one stock when the bottom comes? Now, no one really is sure when that bottom is coming, but what is your number one stock pick when that bottom does eventuate? That's it. You can also uh, head on over to the other Marcus Today Strategy podcast with the fly on the wall look from the market um, morning meeting, the On The Desk podcast with the team in Melbourne and my On The Couch podcast. The most recent one I have done was with Marcus talking some of the questions that you asked us. But that's, um, that's about it for me today. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.